Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Quad Shot, where we help you down and digest the day's most pertinent cancer news. Welcome to the October 3rd, 2019 Quadcast. First up, Taylor X, The Trilogy. Bored of headlining on this side of the pond, Taylor X is now seeing its name in lights at ESMO. We must start with a slow clap for Sperano et al. for possibly getting the most traction out of a single study in oncologic history. This now onc-famous cohort of over 9,700 women prospectively followed after Oncotype DX testing was pretty inclusive as long as the cancer was hormone receptor positive, HER2 negative, and T1C to 2 with any grade, or T1B with grade 2 or higher. Just as a reminder, all those with low risk scores of 10 or lower received endocrine monotherapy, and those with intermediate risk scores of 11 to 25 were randomized to endocrine therapy plus or minus the addition of chemotherapy. Now this iteration, as published in JAMA Oncology 2019, tells the tale of the 14% of women labeled high risk with a score greater than or equal to 26. Approximately 1,400 women qualified and they all received endocrine therapy plus chemotherapy, typically with a taxane, anthracycline, or both. Since this is a single arm study, it's important to first make note of historical controls. Take NSABP B20, for instance. That randomized a clinically similar cohort of women to tamoxifen plus or minus chemotherapy, where the rate of freedom from distant recurrence without chemotherapy was 66% at 10 years. This same cohort, by the way, was used to validate Oncotype DX in the first place, producing a significant interaction test between risk score and benefit from chemotherapy. Thus, the single arm chemotherapy utilized here. So, what was the freedom from distant recurrence among high risk women receiving chemoendocrine therapy on Taylor X? 93%. Granted, this is only at five years, but needless to say, it's not on track to hit 66% in another five. So, what's the bottom line? Compared to historical controls, women with high-risk Oncotype DX scores of 26 or higher derive a huge advantage in disease control with the addition of chemotherapy, supporting strategies to brand this test as a predictive one. Up second, gut feeling. The gut microbiome plays a surprisingly important role in immunotherapy response. This study by Panato et al. in JAMA Oncology 2019 explored whether broad-spectrum antibiotics before or during immune checkpoint inhibition for multiple cancer types was associated with immune checkpoint inhibitor response. The patients who received antibiotics up to 30 days prior to starting immune checkpoint inhibitors had twice the rate of poor response at 81% compared to those who didn't receive antibiotics at 44%. On the other hand, 
antibiotics administered during immune checkpoint inhibitor administration had no association with response or survival. Okay, sure. There are tons of potential confounders at play here, but given what we already know about how gut bacteria may influence immune checkpoint inhibitor efficacy, it's plausible that drastically altering the microbiota with antibiotics could impact immune checkpoint inhibitor response. The bottom line is, we're just beginning to understand the delicate ecosystem that is the human body. Next up, Haifu Voodoo. With ever-improving abilities to visualize prostate cancer, more focused treatment techniques have come into vogue. Enter high-intensity focused ultrasound, also known as Haifu, which is pretty much just exactly what it sounds like. Or, as a quick excerpt from WebMD would tell you, and I quote, If you've ever used a magnifying glass to reflect the sun's rays and start a tiny fire, or burn a hole into a leaf, you already have some idea of how Haifu works. End quote. In this prospective study, published in the Journal of Urology 2019 by Mortazavi, 75 men with mostly intermediate risk disease were treated with Haifu, and Haifu was found to be quite harmless to organs that were nearby. Importantly, it was also found to be quite harmless to nearby cancer cells, with over 40% of follow-up biopsies revealing active tumor six months out from treatment. Finally, Reentry Program. This Lancet 2019 publication by Oladeru provides a framework for bringing incarcerated patients back into the standards of cancer care, including data collection, telemedicine, appropriate use of narcotics, and advocacy for compassionate release of those incapacitated by their cancer diagnoses. This concludes today's episode of The Quad Shot. If you like what you've heard, please consider giving us a five-star rating and subscribing to our podcast. Also, check out our website at www.quadshotnews.com and subscribe to our newsletter. We'll catch you next time.